In a world filled with questions and mysteries, conspiracy theories continue to find relevance to answer what is unknown. Um, Ron, what are you doing? Oh, Karen, you startled me. I'm just getting things ready to record. Is that what that was? <laughs> should, we, should we just cue the music? Yeah, good idea. Just cue the music. That was a good job, but it's too hot outside. Wait, what are you doing? Um, getting water from the tap. I'm parched. Get water from the refrigerator. What's the difference? It's coming from the same place. Yeah, but the fridge has a fluoride filter equipped. Okay, but why remove the fluoride? Isn't it good for you? That's what they want you to think, Karen. Oh, please, Ron. Not another one of your crazy theories. It's not crazy if it's true, Karen. All right, all right. And who's they? The communists during the Cold War? <laughs> uh, I know I shouldn't egg this on, but what are you talking about? Listen, the communists in the midst of the Cold War thought that adding fluoride in the water of the American people would hurt their systems enough that they could eventually roll in and take over the country. And obviously fluoride is the most effective way to take over the United States? I never said most effective, I said eventually. Okay, let's continue. How long is eventually? Oh, I don't know that much, Karen. I'm not a communist. But it... But I do know how to avoid their schemes. You have to protect yourself. Throw that water down the drain. Get a new glass. All right, I'll humor you. I'll grab a new glass from the cupboard and listen to a little more of your silly story. But just because I'm too tired to go and take a shower. I feel like you're not taking this seriously. No, I'm completely serious. I'm too tired to go through the whole shower process right now. Karen... Okay, okay. I'll sit down. I'll listen. Try and change my mind. Well, first, I think it's important to go over some of the reasoning behind adding fluoride into the water systems. Easy. To keep your teeth healthy. All right. Are uh, you doing my job now? Oh, right. What is the reasoning behind adding fluoride to the water systems? Why, thank you for asking. Fluoridation is the controlled addition of fluoride into a public water supply in order to limit the prevalence of tooth decay. To explain how that works, let me get into a little bit of tooth anatomy. So, as you may know, the tooth is covered with a very hard exterior called enamel, which protects the inner parts of the tooth and acts as the surface for cutting and grinding food. Below the enamel is another hard layer called dentin, and even deeper to that is something called the pulp. The pulp is actually where all the nerve endings and the blood vessels are located in the tooth. And those nerves allow you to sense pressure on your teeth, as they are pressure receptors. And this allows you to regulate the force you're putting on the things that you eat in order to protect your teeth and keep them healthy. If we go back out into the mouth and focus on the enamel layer, we can see its importance in protecting these inner layers from bacteria coming into the mouth from the food we eat and the air we breathe. Okay, Ron, but where does fluoride get into all this? Oh, right. I got a little distracted over there with the anatomy. So, so fluoride comes into the next part. Uh, enamel is made from both calcium and phosphate. And by the way, did you know that it is stronger than bone? That's a really cool fact, Ron, but focus. Fluoride. 
Yes, yes, yes. So, so enamel, it's made from calcium and phosphate, and the saliva we produce also has these two key elements for building enamel. This is useful because as food comes into the mouth, it acts as food for us, of course, but it does the same thing for bacteria present within the mouth. When bacteria use this food for fuel, they release an acidic byproduct that eats away at the enamel surface. It pulls off the calcium phosphate structure. When this occurs to a large extent, cavities are formed, and cavities are literal holes in the enamel surface that can get deeper and deeper. And once they reach the innermost part, the pulp, it is not a fun experience. That's why saliva is there with a bunch of calcium and phosphate in it to coat the teeth and repair that strong enamel surface, protecting the inner workings of the tooth. And that's how that works. Um, so, yeah. Did you forget where you were going with that? Kinda. Fluoride. Oh, yes, yes. So, so why is fluoride important in all of this? How does it help stop tooth decay? Fluoride, when it enters the mouth, will bind to calcium and to phosphate in the enamel and create an even stronger surface. This molecule, when incorporating calcium, phosphate, and fluoride, is called fluoroapatite. Fluoroapatite? Yeah. So you can say that your teeth have an appetite for fluoride? <laughs> okay, I've said some dumb jokes in my day, but I'd have to say that was especially bad. It was a science joke. You love science jokes. Oh, you're right. I do love science jokes. You're welcome. Now what happens with floral appetite? Floral appetite has a stronger structure and is more resistant to decay when compared to normal enamel. This is the reason why fluoride is used to prevent tooth decay, and this is also why fluoride is put in everything. Toothpaste, mouthwash, it's why that dentist can apply it to your teeth when you go in for your checkup, and it's the reason why they put it in the water. And none of that sounds bad, Ron. Why not help prevent decay by putting fluoride in all those places? It's not bad to include fluoride in all those places because it is scientifically proven to strengthen teeth and prevent cavities. Even the U.S. Center for Disease Control calls the addition of fluoride in the public water systems one of the 10 greatest public health achievements in history. Okay, still not giving me anything bad about it. I think I might just have the tap water then. No, 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 wait. What the CDC fails to consider is that fluoride is also a neurotoxin. A what? A neurotoxin. At high enough levels, fluoride is known to damage neurons in the brain, leading, of course, to brain damage that shows in memory loss, among other things. On a less threatening scale, large amounts of fluoride, known as fluorosis, can physically show with white stains on the teeth where fluoroappetite is building up. These damages also rise in children and they can be much more dangerous. Since children are smaller, they cannot process the degree of fluoride that adults can. And this condition of fluorosis can be applied to skeletal components in the bone. Bone is made of a hard molecule known as hydroxyapatite, which also features calcium and phosphate. With so much phosphate in the system, it will begin to bind to the skeletal component and make bones more frail and brittle leading to very much pain as muscles pull on these weakened bones to move the body. Again, not a fun experience. But how can this happen? Well, it occurs because after a certain amount of fluoride introduction to the teeth, we can logically conclude that a threshold of floral appetite is reached and no more can be created. So where is all the excess fluoride to go other than to the places like the neurons and to the bones where it causes damages to the body? That's scary, but... There's no way we we're hitting that excess. You have to ingest a lot of fluoride, right? Of course. I'm not saying that fluoride is a bad thing. It has raw data that proves its effectiveness in preventing dental issues. 
What I am saying though is its introduction into the water system in large amounts is dangerous, especially now when we have access to a lot of health equipment, like toothpaste with fluoride, mouthwash with fluoride, floss with fluoride. If you're cleaning your teeth with all this stuff, as you should be, you are taking in a lot of fluoride. Then add on top of that, the fluoride that you drink in the water. Fluoride, by the way, that is added artificially on top of what is naturally there. Yeah, but it is regulated. Sure, but the US Department of Health and Human Services stated in 2015 that there is too much fluoride in the water now. It reversed the statement from 1962 that said that the recommended amount of fluoride in the water is in a range from about 0.7 to 1.2 milligrams per liter. Now, for reasons eerily similar to what I just said, they recommend the lower limit of fluoride in the water, around 0.7. So they say too that we are getting fluoride from too many sources. Exactly. There's just too much fluoride intake from all the things that have the element in them. It can reach dangerous levels and do the damages I highlighted earlier. And I guess this is where the communist plot comes into play? Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Why are you so forgetful today? It's just, uh, I don't know how to say it. Maybe, maybe it's it's just the fluoride that's getting to my head. Oh, whatever. Here I thought we were going to have a heart-to-heart about something. <laughs> Sorry, but, but yeah, no, 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 about those communists. You can see now how the plan is supposed to unfold, right? Raise the levels of fluoride in the American water systems and focus the damages on the children. Because as we've said, adults will need a lot of fluoride to do major damage. But when they focus on the kids, they are trying to induce states like skeletal fluorosis that will lead to weaker bodies. And their hope is that they can create a new generation of weakened Americans that would be easier to defeat in a conflict? You said that in a quite concise and correct manner. A little suspicious. Oh yeah, Ron. I'm a Soviet sleeper agent. My activation code was floral appetite. Oh, so you've been active for quite a while then. Why haven't you taken me out yet? I was enjoying the conversation. Oh, really? Thanks. Wait, who said that? Karen or the sleeper agent? It was Karen. Well then, Karen, I need to tell you that I've much enjoyed the conversation too. That's great. Am I the only one biting on your crazy theories? Is that it? No. Maybe. Well then, Ron, I'm going to go take a shower now. Why don't you spill out my dangerous, fluorinated, child-hurting tap water then, and I'll be back in a few. Sure, Karen, but before you go, let me ask, do you believe me? Thank you for listening to an episode of Karen and Ron. A podcast miniseries from the logs. Please like, follow, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our merch store with fresh styles inspired by the logs. Get a transcription of the episode by listening on YouTube, and above all, remember to laugh a little. Nailed it.
Well then, Ron, I'm going to take a shower now. Why don't you spill out my dangerous fluorinated chill... Chilled? <sighs> chilled hurting. Chilled hurting.